Welcome to The Voice of Retail. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc. This podcast is brought to you in conjunction with Retail Council of Canada. Jess Sidlowski grew up with the PB Mart brand from the storefront to the executive level. Now as the Vice President of Marketing, Customer Experience, and E-Commerce, he tells the company's compelling origin story and offers insider insights on how this Western Canadian legacy is charging into the future. On this episode of The Voice of Retail, Jess and I talk about the role that PB Mart plays as a community staple to farmers, urban and rural, across the country. We break down the challenges and opportunities that the pandemic has brought to PB Mart and dive into the company's marketing strategy in the face of the great acceleration. Jess talks about the brand's devotion to fostering community across customers and stores and how that translates into meaningful storytelling. This isn't like some of the retailers that can go, oh, paper flyers are a thing of the past. For us, it's not. We have to take a very cautious approach and ask and listen to our consumer in each segment and ask them what they want. And and time and time again, an overwhelming majority of the PV Mart customer has said that they still prefer the paper flyer. Let's listen in now. Just welcome to the Voice of Retail podcast. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Thank you very much for having me. Well, it's, uh, as we were saying off mic uh, together, it's a real treat. You feel like I know you. We've conversed uh, many times back and forth on uh, whether it's email or, or LinkedIn. It's great to hear your voice and, and uh, looking forward to getting to know you better and and uh, chitting and chatting about uh, about Peavy. Yeah, so, thanks so uh, much. I'm super uh, happy to be here with you today. Well, it's uh, it's great. And, and uh, what a story. What a story. What a career you've had and what a story uh, Peavy has. So let's just jump right in. Tell us a bit about your background. Uh, and uh, your role at, at PV? Yeah, I, I guess you could say that I, I grew up with PV. I started my PV career back in high school as a part-time uh, <laughs> clerk, and I, I'm not yeah. sure then if you asked me, I, I could imagine that I would be where I am today, but yeah, uh, oh, really? <laughs> the journey has been incredible. So I yeah. started in retail operations, and I could say that that's my first passion in retail is the operations side. And uh, I worked in stores, grew up in stores, and then got to manage my own store uh, in Lacombe, Alberta. From there, I got to uh, go to southern Saskatchewan and Manitoba, where I became an interim district manager, test the waters a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't long after that that they brought me into a home office to start the first training and development department, uh, customer experience department, uh, and then today, the vice president of marketing, e-commerce, and customer experience. So quite a journey. I've, I've learned a lot along the way. And quite a big remit. I mean, the combination, I'm, I'm hearing of it more often, putting together those things you describe, right? The marketing piece, the e-commerce piece, customer experience. Uh, that's a big remit. And let's tell the folks who may not be as familiar with PV. I often find even if people are familiar with a retailer, they don't know its full scope and scale. So give me a bit of the origin story. As I said, it's a familiar name to many, but not everyone. And talk about the brand and the businesses you got different banners and gone through a lot of interesting things over the past couple of years so yeah i mean it's one of my favorite stories um you know i've been here 17 years so you get to really mm-hmm. learn the history and speak to it and it's become a passion of mine so pv mart pv mart for historically was a western canadian retail organization that started back in 1968 as national farmway stores so it was an american-owned retailer Uh, Mm -hmm. originally early on and then there was an opportunity in the 70s for a group of managers uh, the Canadian uh, owners to to purchase the company from the Americans Uh, they did that they renamed the company PV Mart and it has existed as a Western Canadian legacy ever since so that was you know the it what's Pete was PV one of the founders what's the origin of that name you know there's um 
there's a lot of history on the the PV name, and it's it yeah. specifically reaches out to uh, Minnesota, where mm. the company had come from. And I think it was one of those things at the time where Martin Retail was taking a hold. We had Kmart and mm. and things like that, and so they utilized the name PV, threw the Mart behind it, and uh, that's how people have known us ever since. So the name is great there's a lot of history there actually mm-hmm. if you go downtown minneapolis there is the pv square and right. that had some connections to our company's history early on the company the the pv company has existed since the late 1800s and in the united states in the mm-hmm. northern states there's still grain elevators and grain carts that have the pv logo on it um but that predates the real retail side of the business and and, right. and it predates pv mart as a retailer so mm-hmm. um um, you know, the, the company had some modest growth from the mm-hmm. late sixties on. And, uh, in 2016, one of the first major acquisitions for PV industries, the parent company was to purchase TSC stores out of Ontario. So your listeners in Ontario would be familiar with TSC stores, yeah. which had a remarkable similarity in history. They started in 1967. They were also originally Canadian owned. It was bizarre as the companies operated on both sides of Canada. They were almost a mirror image of each other in the service provided and the products offered. Yeah, I have to say, you know, I, I spent a bunch of years at Black & Decker and, and you kind of get to know. And, and I remember being confused. I'm like, are these guys the same company? Because the just interesting, right? One Western, one Eastern Canada just kind of grew up the same way, servicing very similar client. and Very similar it was a, a quite interesting story, and I mean, I think even prior to the acquisition, the companies worked very close with each other and, mm-hmm. and shared ideas and concepts because we were, to Western Canada, what TSC stores was yeah. to Ontario. Yeah. Um, so you, could, you could share learnings. That, you, know, you didn't compete with each other. In fact, you probably had a lot of compl- you know, a lot of similar relationships with similar vendors, complementary. I could, I could see how the two would come together kind of organically for sure. Yeah, there was the great synergies and then the opportunity came up for uh, Doug Anderson and PV Industries to to make that acquisition and uh, fast forward to today um, that is now PV Mart Ontario. And so mm-hmm. I'll talk about that a bit later, later because there, there's some obvious reasons on why a retailer would want to nationalize its brand. Yeah. Um, but prior to nationalizing PV Mart um, in 2013 uh i hope i got that date right there's so <laughs> much sorry, going on I am, I am calling on you and not as a marketer as a retail historian here so <laughs> we, we, i don't we think try, that's one of those things in your job title well, we'll see if i pass my uh, president will be sure to tell me otherwise if i didn't yeah, yeah. uh we opened main street hardwares in the province of alberta and main street hardwares were your small town footprint store meant to serve your everyday hardware um, but they were able to uh, open three locations, uh, you know, pilot test models that have been mm-hmm. extremely successful in Alberta. And they were able to get the the PV Mart pricing, the product selection, the great service with a different banner, different name and different square footage. That's a, a, a very fun channel of PV Industries. And then more recently, 2020, a week before the pandemic was declared uh, globally, we had acquired Ace Canada right. uh, from Lowe's. And that, you know, is a great story. And that story is still being curated and being told. But mm-hmm. we have uh, we have those three retailer banners, PV Mart, Ace Canada, Main Street Hardware, and previously TSC Stores in Ontario. 
So if you added them all up, you started, your origin started in the West, kind of stretched across the nation. How many, about how many stores amongst the banners do you, do you guys operate? And, and are you in most provinces now between all the different banners? Talk, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we're, we're right across Canada now, uh, coast to coast to coast. So we can be found on Vancouver Island, uh, up in the Yukon, all the way over to the Maritimes, uh, the province of Quebec. So we are, we're all across Canada. Uh, the combined total of PV Mart, Main Street and Ace Canada, Bannered and non-Bannered, we're looking at uh, 200 plus locations. Mm-hmm. And when you consider prior to the acquisition of TSE in 2016, that was closer to 30 some locations. Um, So it's a tremendous growth in the last decade. uh, Something we're very proud of. Yeah. All going in the right direction. Um, Very interesting. Well, let's, let's talk about more recent times, uh, this COVID era stuff. Now I think many of your banners, I guess, I think most would have been able to remain open, declared essential, most of the time and most of the provinces. So you've got a really good, you know, handle on the COVID era kind of upfront and, and personal, so to speak. And, you know, I think what we're all trying to figure out, I, I'd imagine you guys would be as well is is what, what COVID era has brought in terms of changes that are just temporary, you know, people adjusting to weird circumstances versus things that have, have changed permanently. And, and I'm curious about how you're thinking about that not so much heading into the holiday because that's probably dumb, but as you think about 2022 and beyond and how it's affecting your marketing and messaging and, and programming, how, how are you starting to think about that? Yeah, that that's a, uh, boy, is that an incredible question? Um, and I'm <laughs> sure we, I'm sure we could talk about that for hours, yeah. but as every other retailer knows and every listener to your podcast, uh, COVID was a rapid accelerator in many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were fortunate, I guess you could say that, to be declared essential by all of the governments in the provinces yeah. that we were in. Uh, and we were declared essential, and many many in the public didn't realize this about us at the time, but we sell things like horse medications and uh, supplements and things that farmers and agriculture relies on for their animals, for their livestock. So that had to be something that they could get their hands on should they need to. I mean, those rules change province by province. We had to close off section of our stores, just like other retailers. Uh, Some of our locations had to close temporarily. Uh, Couldn't sell toys in, in Manitoba, for example, leading up to last Christmas. So the rules were varied. But, you know, we we were able to stick with it and stay through it. And one of the first things that we did at the very start of the pandemic was kind of took a step back and, and said, well, how is this going to look for us? And I don't think anybody guessed right. We we all had mm. um, we all had thoughts on what COVID would look like. And I think we continue to have those thoughts and what COVID has proven to us is that you, you got to have at least 10 thoughts because uh, any <laughs> given well day, put. yeah, you're going to have to change your, uh, change your messaging and your initiatives on demand. Mm. But the, the very first things we did was we decided that we were going to lead with authentic and transparent messaging to our customers, but none of I'd call it corporate jargon. We didn't really use scripted messages or responses. We spoke from our heart. We told the customer, we might not get this right. This is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. This is why we're doing it. You know, please stick with us. We hope to, you know, we hope to do the right thing along the way. And I think that that really worked for us. And even today, that's how we're continuing to lead through the pandemic. I mean, we, we're a retailer that 
that sponsors events and puts on our own events. Uh, and we do it frequently. And in the last two years, we haven't been able to do it like we would want to, but it was mm-hmm. doing the right thing. And, and, you know, that was, I think personally, my biggest challenge as a marketer, it's you want to get out there, you want to meet your customers, you want to have a great experience, you want to give back to the communities you're in, but you can't do it the same way you used to do it. So you, yeah. you got to start getting creative. And and the first part of that is connecting to those customers and communities through storytelling, I guess. Mm. And then, you know, your question on the acceleration, well, we launched a new website in mm-hmm. April of this year, which we actually had signed off on just before the pandemic. <laughs> Now, and, were you guys e-commerce? Well, you talk a bit about your e-commerce history. Did you were you online already? Were you shop in store, pick up in store? Give us a sense of that journey. From yeah, PV Mart historically wasn't really strong as an online retailer prior to the acquisition of TSC stores, and TSC hmm. stores had started that quite a bit more in advance. They already had a decade uh, of e-commerce learnings um, in their operations. So when the companies merged, we had a PB Mart and a TSC stores website, but really it was the same website offering the same experience just with different channels because of course we had two different brands and supply chains. But they knew what they were doing with e-commerce and we were able to take those learnings put it over to PV Mart very quickly, grow that business very rapidly. And then the accelerant came with COVID where now we were getting all kinds of new customers that um, were, were going, wow, this brand, this, this brand uh, was, was built for this pandemic. And I, I don't, I, I don't mean that in, um, mm. in a taking advantage of it way, just, yeah, in, in just the way not. it all happened. Right. I mean, it it, just, it's just it, the way it all happened. Yeah. We had, you know, growing chickens and offering mm-hmm. feed garden centers, uh, work clothes, everything that all of a sudden consumers were wanting to get into while spending their time at home instead of traveling, they, they recognized PV this is the retailer that carries the stuff that we need to get us through this pandemic. And we opened Mm. our doors to thousands and thousands of new customers meeting our brand for the first time, but therefore they wanted a better e-commerce experience. So we had to rapidly uh, get that done and, and launch a new website. Um, So we did, we launched the new face of the website in April of this year. We had a massive re-grand opening to celebrate Canada-wide PV Mart with the Ontario change from TSC to PV Mart. And we did that all during the pandemic, following <laughs> government <laughs> mandates, rules, and restrictions. Keep everybody safe and all that great stuff. Keep everybody safe. But, um, you know, that was a monstrous task. But mm-hmm. it happened so fast and we were able to commit doing it so quickly and work so well together uh, because of COVID and the situation it threw us into. I mean, it's it's interesting because you know we, we you've probably seen the same studies I have about the this COVID era opened up like in no way I've ever seen people to new brands right because it shook up everybody's habits you know some brands were the beneficiary of of those changes I mean it, it, I guess if you had to plan it a brand transition ironically it turned out to be a pretty good time to do it because everybody was just open to something new right. So I, there was a there was a level mm-hmm. of openness openness across Canada specifically on retailer yeah. retailers and uh, a lot of retailers uh, got to be very creative in their COVID response and how they were going to commit to customers and get through the pandemic and we're still dealing with that today. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the website now. It's a great website. I've been on it before because I can check in out different categories. I mean, it's it it it's funny because it really highlights the breadth 
right? You've got, you know, tips on how to get your tractor ready for winter, but at the same time, how to cook a great turkey for Easter, right? So it's Easter or Thanksgiving. It's, it's an, it's a, again, it's a big remit for you though, right? You've got a very, your, your customer must, as you think about segmentation, must span from your, from your farm community all the way to prospective urbanites, right? Because you're in cities like London and places like that, that, that you're attracting both a mix of a, a mix of customers walking through your doors. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, traditionally our customer is that rural farm customer yeah. and, and that is what built, built our brand. And we're very proud of that. Um, and we're proud to call ourselves a farm store. Now, you know, prior to COVID in certain pockets around the country, there was these new urban farming mm-hmm. uh, communities, I would call it, that allowed backyard chickens and allowed uh, right. beekeeping. And and we jumped into that as mm-hmm. quick as possible, knowing our consumer wanted uh, a retail option, but also because it speaks to our brand. So we were able to capture that uh, prior to COVID, but really dress it up and drive it home during COVID. And part of that, you alluded it. Uh, to it several times here was the the connected to the land initiative and that mm-hmm. was an initiative that was actually reborn in the pandemic which provides a hard magazine uh blog articles videos walkthroughs diy guides we've partnered with uh canadian bloggers and educators from coast to coast uh, we actually even have our own podcast so uh we're not gonna try to compete with you or anything but uh (laughs) the the concept there was to get canadians the information they were Mm. looking for to make an informed decision on these new hobbies and experiences yeah Yeah, it's really a robust marketing and and i'd encourage anybody who's whether you're familiar or not i mean what what jumps out at me you know you look at your homepage and and just even how you're naming conventions for your categories right you call it homesteading and and just the, the the images you choose. I mean, it's really to me a clear idea of who you are, and and very clear about who uh, who you can be and what what to expect. Yet it still leaves a bit of latitude for exploration. So it's pretty fun, actually. Um, yeah. So congratulations on that. Let's 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 delve into the marketing mix a little bit. So we've talked about e-commerce. Um, you know, you still I mean, many retailers in your category would have flyer programs and you've already just talked about a podcast and these these different kind of ways. How are you thinking about the marketing mix today? You know, of course, the use of social media, for example, is, is accelerated as well. And how do you think about this marketing mix as, as you plan forward or, in, you know, is the flyer still a big part in your mind of, of what uh, what will make you successful? And, and take me through that for a little bit. This is a great question, and I think to really get to the nuts and bolts of it, we also have to understand our consumer. And being one of Canada's only national farm and ranch retailers, there's some other great farm and ranch retailers in the country, but Mm. the scope across Canada, we understand that you know, our customer base is still primarily rural. Now we have a great mix of urban and rural, but the differences between those customer bases and what they've told us that they want is very, very different. So mm-hmm. this isn't, um, this isn't like some of the retailers that can go, oh, paper flyers are a thing of the past. For mm-hmm. us, it's not. We have to take a very cautious approach and ask and listen to our consumer yeah. in each segment and ask them what they want. And, and time and time again, an overwhelming majority of the PV Mart customer has said that they still prefer the paper flyer. Mm. So with COVID, we did scale it back. TSC stores used to run a 52-week print flyer program. We no longer do that. We run about a 36-week fly, uh, print mm. flyer program. Mm-hmm. And then we, we have the remaining weeks as a digital flyer. 
So we, if, we have. If I added up the number, it, just a tactical question, but if I added up the number of pages, are are you down, up, or sideways? Because you've you've got less flyers, but did you kind of enhance some of the that's some a great of the flyer? Point. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Page count. How's the page count? Is it about the same? No, that that's a great uh, call out. The page count has went down. Mm-hmm. Um, so why we did that is we knew that the consumers still wanted a paper flyer, but we were able to take that paper flyer and add digital pages to it. So if you're getting that flyer in the mail, it's going to give you your bread and butter products that people are looking for that we've done our market research on. But on our website or on any of the major flyer apps, you will see additional uh, digital pages. And often those are built in relationship with the vendors that we have. So we kind of have this always-on marketing approach, giving consumers what they're looking for wherever they're looking for it. Mm. You know, it, it, it re- it's interesting because from my other podcast, The Food Professor, I talk, we, we have the uh, opportunity uh, to talk to farmers. And one thing you realize really quickly is farming is a very sophisticated, technologically oriented business, right, to be a modern farmer. Um, so I guess that that kind of imbues you with the let's put that flyer on the kitchen table. I still love it, by the way, to kind of flip through the flyer, but at the same time gives you a bit of latitude to extend beyond the flyer and beyond into other media. So let's talk about that other media. I mean, the hottest thing today uh, for many retailers has been kind of figuring out how consumers shop and browse, if we, if we could differentiate browsing and, and learn and discover and all those things. Uh, and social media is a big component, right? Whether it's Facebook, Instagram, uh, or even uh, even TikTok. How are you looking at social media and, and folding that into your marketing mix? Well, I, I just got to, first of all, say that I love social media. I love what it can do for business. I think it's often underutilized or misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, PV Mart has been on social media really since social media has been a thing for business. And mm-hmm. while um, and our engagement, engagement through those channels has always been extremely high, punching above our weight. So we had a good recipe, though. We, we, we don't lead social media with sales tactics. We do that through digital. We do that through Google. We do that with our online flyer and everywhere else imaginable. But social media, we wanted to ensure that we were continuing to tell that story, that brand Mm -hmm. authentic voice, those connected to the land blog posts, and really attract consumers by sharing stories and storytelling versus constantly throwing sales in their face. And I think it worked really well for us. So PV is on all your social medias, your your LinkedIn, your Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And then last year, we actually, oh, actually, I'm getting things mixed up because of COVID. It was this year. Uh, we launched. It's been our, a weird 18 it's, months. It's been <laughs> weird. I, 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 I just keep it straight. These after we re-listen to this podcast, I'm confident that I've got uh, several <laughs> things mixed up. But we, we did launch TikTok. And mm. we thought here's an opportunity again, you know, how we're trying to attract consumers differently, how we're trying to attract the younger consumer to the PV Mart brand. We weren't going to run that page. Instead, we have a contest every six months for a person with the PV Mart lifestyle to apply to be uh, our TikTok brand voice. And so (laughs) twice now we've picked uh, a new personality to run that page. Isn't that interesting? That's very clever. I mean, it's very savvy because you hit those words that I often talk about, and that's storytelling, right? Social media is storytelling versus a tactical performance-based marketing tool. I think there's two different there's roles for all of that, but I think some of the, like TikTok isn't, you know, one day it'll, these all get monetized in some way, shape, or form. They turn into a mall, some of them more than others. But 
that's ability to do storytelling. It's very savvy. That's a very innovative approach. Well, listen, Michael, nobody wants to see me recording myself talk about uh, a PVMR flyer on TikTok. I assure you of that. And <laughs> we, we, we got really great engagement from mm. this younger demographic who lived the lifestyle. So mm. we, we actually, our first uh, TikTok personality, one of her videos went viral and uh, it had over a million views on it just wow. by, by wow. simply showing her lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we have disclaimers that, Hey, you know, while this is PV Mart's page, this is really taking on their voice because they're yeah. trying to, educate consumers on their lifestyles and what that means to them as it relates to PV Mark. Hmm. No, they, they talk about grabbing that user generated content trend and running with it. That's fantastic. It's a great lesson, great lesson for all of us. And um, you know, we, as we, we were talking off mic before we hit the record button that you had just been on a bit of a road tour. I'd, I'd seen some pictures after a long hiatus of being on a road tour. Talk about, you know, as the head of marketing and, and e-commerce and customer experience, um, you know, the, the role of visiting stores and the role stores have in your your day-to-day life. And, and, you know, you grew up in them, so nobody better to understand how important they are. But talk about how you conceptualize that now at your at your level and, and with your role. Yeah, first of all, I mean, it's great to get back out there. Um, our executive team uh, makes a point of doing these bus tours uh, to see as many stores as possible over a week. And we do it routinely. Mm. Uh, of course, with COVID, um, we've canceled and postponed and canceled and postponed. Um, we want to make sure we're doing what's right as well and uh, not doing it when the time isn't right. But we had an opportunity recently to get out there. And this one was uh, in Ontario. And we visited 20-some stores uh, in a matter of five days. But what it does is it allows us to talk to as many staff as possible. We don't go into those stores with preconceived notions or determinations. We go into those stores to listen to our employees. And I think, you know, you said it, I grew up with PV. Um, That was something that is always admired by retail staff. You know, when you're getting in there, talking Mm. to them, finding out what drives their engagement, what they believe is wrong with the organization or could be improved Mm -hmm. or what's working really well in their market. Now for me as a marketer, that opens up so many doors because, um, you know, with the Ontario brand change, there's pockets and regions for us that the, the customer and the demographic is so very different and we learn from our stores. So for me, it's, it's a purpose of learning. It's a purpose of engagement. Um, and also we, we want to try to do our best to, to boost some morale and have a lot of fun with the stores on those visits as well. And that would be your advice. I mean, you're, you're a bit of a unicorn in that you grew up in the stores and now you're the head of marketing, but many people who are leading marketing didn't have that kind of pedigree, so to speak. So what would be your one piece of advice to them as they visit stores, those you know, marketers who, who didn't uh, grow up in the store, they grew up in, in different parts of the business. What's, what's the one thing they got to nail if they want to really want to take advantage of what you're describing? Uh, transparency. I mean, I, it's, mm. it's, I think my theme throughout this whole conversation is um, the same way we speak to our customer and are very transparent and talk with our heart and we don't script things and we don't use PR agencies. When you're talking to somebody, you're talking to somebody real, uh, the same goes for the stores to use transparency and just listen. I mean, you know, it, it hurts a marketer's ego when you're told that something is not as good as you thought it was. And mm-hmm. so, you know, 
I often go and when I talk to the employees, I, I don't preface it with who I am in the organization. I say, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. And often I, <laughs> I, I get, I whoever get taken, thought of that idea, I tell you, <laughs> I get taken aback just a little bit on some of the comments I get, but you know, full and frank, full frank. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're very valuable. And I think yeah. that that's how we have to do it. We just have to be transparent and listen to what the frontline employees are telling us because they're the ones that speak to the customers every day. They yeah. know well before I do what's working and what's not and what could be improved. And I think that mm-hmm. that's tried. That's my mandate is, listen as much as possible and react to, to what we're hearing. Well, so much has gone on in the past I don't know, 36, 48 months or, or even longer, but uh, what is the future for, for PV for you and, and what's on the, what's on the roadmap for the future? I mean, as you said, you just did a brand transition in the middle of COVID. That's pretty freshly laid out. But uh, as you think about 22 and 23 and 24, what's, what's on the agenda as a brand and, and on your desk? Yeah, our CEO, Doug Anderson, and, and COO, Dave Simmons, um, very ambitious gentlemen, let's just put it that way. And mm-hmm. and growth is on our radar. Um, Doug, Doug has always been very clear to the company, though, that we don't grow for the sake of growing. We grow with intention. We grow with opportunities. So we will be opening more PV Mart locations. You can expect that. And, and hopefully across mm-hmm. Canada, mm-hmm. the Ace Canada division is looking to rapidly grow that division. So you can expect a lot more Ace stores coming on board as well. We're going to, we're going to grow and we're going to try to crawl across Canada and, and get more customers along the way and, and take more market share. I mean, that's the purpose of any retailer, I think. And for me as a marketer with that comes great challenges. I mean, we, we still have that brand story to tell in Ontario, Mm -hmm. whether or not we believe that, you know, a province of so many million people knows who we are. The reality is, is that not everybody does. So we have to continue fighting uh that that brand voice to ensure that the people uh, the fine folks in ontario know exactly who we are what we stand for yeah. how and you're different yeah. how we're different and, and keep trying to get that market share so mm-hmm. that's going to be a big priority for 2022 is uh solidifying that brand story across canada how we attract consumers in a post-pandemic world um I should knock on wood probably by saying something like that, mind you. Um, mm-hmm. We've used mm-hmm. the word post-pandemic many times <laughs> in the last two years. Yeah. It's just not going Sometimes away. Sometimes a little too prematurely for all of us. But I, I, I think we can see the end zone. The goalposts keep moving a little bit. But, you know, I'm thinking I'm not sure the supply chain challenges will be out of our way until for a couple of years. But um, I think there'll be some knock-on effects for sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad that uh, we're talking about marketing here today because uh, <laughs> supply chain. Oh, I, I what a mess! I, what what a, mess. what a mess! And my heart goes out to anyone in the country in supply chain because we all know how much of a challenge that's been through COVID. Yeah, um, yeah we're just we're looking to grow. We're looking to grow organically. Uh, the right way. I mean, you know, this week we opened a new store in Brooks, Alberta. We're opening a, our new store in Prince Albert, uh, Saskatchewan. We're building a flagship store right now in Red Deer, Alberta. That should be open by May of next year. Building a new store up in Peace, uh, Peace River, Alberta. Uh, expansion in Vegreville uh, underway. An expansion in Camrose underway. We're looking at some locations uh, in central Canada, perhaps to expand to, we're just, we're very excited about the opportunity to grow into more places across Canada. Well, talk about a growth story, a story that a great retailer in Canada, a story that uh, needs and should be told and everybody should be aware of. It's a great story. So thanks for joining me on the podcast to share 
your view, your glimpse of it, growing up with the brand and now taking it to uh, to new heights. Congratulations on on your success and and uh, looking forward to seeing great things in in the years to come. So, uh, Jess, thanks again for joining me on the podcast. I had a blast talking to you today, and uh, it's it's one of my passions here. And I really appreciate the invite, and thank you so much for uh, helping showcase our brand. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Voice of Retail. Be sure and follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy podcasts so you don't miss out on the latest episodes, industry news, and insights. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating review as it really helps us grow so that we continue to get amazing guests onto the show. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc, president of Emmy LeBlanc Company, Inc. And if you're looking for more content or want to chat, follow me on LinkedIn or visit my website at emmyleblanc.co. Until next time, stay safe. Have a great week.